I bet that if I got a Diamond Glow facial, I would look fantastic, and I bet you would too. Right now, if you mention their ad with Local 219, Beauty in the Beach, Salon, and Day Spa will give you $20 off of yours. Your local modern wellness studio, Float 60, is currently offering 10% off any service and 15% off retail with the code LOCAL219. Crown Brewing is a local brewery here in our hometown of Crown Point. They handle the beer gardens at Local 219's Fourth Friday events, and right now, their famous pumpkin beer, Ignis Fatus, is available. If you enjoy Steam Whistle Coffee as much as the Tasty 219 crew does, they are now offering 10% off one-pound bags of their famous roasted beans. If you ever wanted to try out CrossFit, now is your chance because Top School CrossFit is giving an entire week trial to all new members if you mention their ad with Local 219. Asparagus Restaurant in Merrillville. When you mention their ad with Local 219, you can currently get a complimentary Thai crispy or Thai spring roll when you order two entrees. Umi absolutely has the best sushi around. And right now, if you spend 50 bucks or more and you mention their ad with Local 219, you will get $10 off. Right now, Crown Point Eye Care is offering 15% off any Skin Medica product when you mention their ad with Local 219. Northwest Indiana's premier ramen spot, Ramen District, is giving you $5 off of your order of $25 or more if you tell them that Local 219 sent you. Are you listening to us from the Munster or Dyer area and wanted to try CrossFit? Get a free class when you mention this ad with Local 219 at CrossFit 219 in their Munster or Dyer locations. This is Tasty 219, powered by Local 219. The Northwest Indiana Food Podcast. Everything you hear on this podcast is just our opinions. We are just two guys talking about food. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is Tasty 219 Season 4, Episode 2. My name is Larry, and I am here with Greg, as always. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. So, our feature episode this week, we decided to try out one of the um, ad clips at the beginning of our show. Sure, yeah. That's true. Yeah. And we'll let you know what location that is after we talk about our pre-podcast Livation, if you will. Sure. Well, because I mean, they, they did click on the the thing to get here, so they probably know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I said libation because usually we do a beer, but today we are doing a mead. mead. Today we are trying out 20... That's the name of it. Like, we're not trying out 20 different meads. We did right. that already. Right. It's 20, <laughs> in quotes, from Misbehaving Meads in Valparaiso, Indiana. Yep. They are located at 65 Franklin Street in Valparaiso, uh, right north of Perea when we went there. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. isn't it between Perea and Ricochet? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, and you can find them at misbehavingmeads.com. Yep. And the 20 mead is a grape, strawberry, peach, apricot, honey, apple, orange, lemon, and lime wine. Is there a fruit that's not in this? Uh, I don't see banana. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, that's it's um, it's most of them. Most yes. of the fruits in one mead. Have you smelled it? I have not. Okay. It's a beautiful honey color. Smells like mead. Mm -hmm. It does smell like mead. So, cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers to season four. Thank you. Mm. Huh. That's something. It's very fruity tasting, for sure. It ought to be. What do you think? Yeah. It's kind of like a... Like a nectar type drink. I'll take that. 
I like it quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, what is one of the better meads I've actually ever had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would really like to go there sometime. Yeah. We, we need to do that a while down the road since we just did the We just did a whole episode. episode at a meadery and sampled like almost everything. So, yeah, yeah can't. you can't really pick out any of the flavors, but they all work together it's, for me. It's very fruitsy and I guess juicy tasting. Is that a, a thing? Yeah, it's juicy. I really like it. I really like it. It's not um, aggressively flavored with honey, which... Um, yeah, it's not thick. Like some of those meads right. can be real. Um, the only really downside I can say about any mead in general is that mead is expensive as hell. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's a, a longer process, I guess. Sure, I sure. And a higher alcohol content. True. This little bottle is how big is that? A three seventy five? I want to say it is. Uh, it doesn't really. Oh yeah, three seventy five milliliters. So it's um, it's not terribly huge. Twelve point five percent. It was um about, I want to say, somewhere between fifteen and twenty bucks. Yeah. Um. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and that is retail. We picked it up at another location. I did. I got it at. What is the name of that liquor store in Cedar Lake there? Is it Lake Liquors? I feel like Lake Liquors is the one on the west side of town. This is the one on the east side across the street from those super colorful condos and such. Yeah. Holiday Liquors, maybe? Possibly, yep. Anyway, liquor store in Cedar Lake, they had uh, actually a good handful of misbehaving stuff, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. That's got a good variety of local brew. For sure. If you're looking for something local, they always have... A decent spread there. Yeah, I agree. Always pretty impressed by that. All right. Um, do you have anything to share with the audience this week? Uh, nothing particular, no. really. No, I don't. We got a couple more orders on our website. Yeah, thanks for buying the stuff, y'all. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the free shipping promo has ended. Ended uh, yesterday. Right on your birthday. Uh, it was my birthday shout yesterday. out! Shout out to your birthday. Did you, you have a good time? I spent the daytime, um, doing laundry, and sitting at my desk and working on some music and kind of just hanging out. And uh, I'm in my mid thirties, so when your birthday's on a Saturday, you're not going to spend the whole day and you know turning up and being wild. And I just kind of I did laundry and hung out. It was kind of nice. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> and then for the evening meal, we decided to go to Umi Sushi and Lounge. Yes. Uh, I've been a big, big fan of this place for a long time. Yeah. Yes. They are above the Prime Steakhouse mm-hmm. on the south end of the Crown Point Square. In the, um, the same little restaurant circle of those brands. I don't know. What do you call that? Like a collective of brands they're the theo's yeah they're in the dining group they're in theo's, the dining, theo's group dining group amongst what else is in there theo's prime avgo umi is there another uh i don't think so i think chop house on wicker was it in was it. you're it right it was yeah and now not even is the company gone the whole building is gone which is i believe insane. the shrine bought that corner and are going to expand to the road? Oh, all right. That's what I think. I don't know for okay. sure. Okay. So, Umi Sushi and Lounge is located at 109 West Joliet Street in Crown Point. You can find them online at umisushiandlounge.com. And as Larry mentioned, they are part of the Theo's Dining Group. Correct. They are open Tuesday through Saturday, noon to 10 p.m., Sunday, noon to 8, and they are closed on Monday. I will say um, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., seven days a week. Their happy hour half-off rolls is pretty wild. That's a, now, that's a bonkers deal. Uh, right. So we both know that I am not versed in sushi by any means i'm not even a lover of sushi um when you say rolls what do you mean by that like a maki roll or like a chef special roll like the things we had 
Okay. So um, anything that's cut up in little pieces that you can pick up with the chopsticks and eat? I don't know if I should say any specifics because I could be wrong and okay. I don't want to give people the wrong impression about what their half off happy hour special is. That's fair. But I do know that I've had it a couple of times and that's primarily what I get and it's worked out. It's been very cool. I'm going to skip out of order this week and I had cuz I have quite a few other notes. So I want to get those in before we go into our normal programming. Cool. Um they uh have on their menu that they are Crown Point and Northwest Indiana's top sushi lounge. There is no way I don't believe that. I absolutely believe that that's There true. is no way that I don't believe that. Okay, so you do believe it. Was it like a triple <laughs> negative? <laughs> A double, whatever. I, I, abs- did, I, I absolutely believe that. I just had to think about what you just said. So, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I for sure believe that. That's awesome. <laughs> they tout only using the freshest and finest ingredients available. Um, and also, we used the $10 off when you spend $50 by mentioning the local 219 ad. Yeah. And it, uh, it yep. works, y'all. So, it did. We just had Give to it a show. Try. Yeah, we had to show them our phone, and yeah. So, um, the other note I'm going to bring up when we talk about our server. So, going up to our first category is also it's as usual. I mean, is the first impression, setting, and aesthetics. Um, they have recently remodeled in there, I believe. Um, and it's been a good while since I had been there, so it was a completely new aesthetic to me. And I actually really, really like it. It's very, it's strangely bright, but it's not, but it's dark in there still. It's hard to explain. The lighting is not abrasive and like in your face, but it's still very airy and open and bright. Does that make sense? It is open and bright. It's very white. Um, I did notice... um, the tables that were seated directly across from the bar, those lights were not on. Okay. So I don't know if it got too bright, it gets warm, what 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 that reasoning is for. But um, I noticed that those lights weren't on. Um, yeah. Cool. So you can carry on with your... I do like um, behind the bar, there's like these teal little cubby things. It's like a really dark beautiful teal color really nice and it's got like little cute things in there like decorative type of stuff it's really cool um and then behind the bottles there's a bit like of the liquor bottles behind the bar there's like a a color changing led situation that makes the bottles glow and that's not a a new thing you see that at every bar in the world but it it just looked really cool it wasn't special or new but it they just made it look really nice i liked it a lot so my first impressions uh, were mixed. Um, the first first things that I noticed is, one, it's very hard to find. You have to almost know where you're going to find it. Um, sure, I mean, because it is above a business. Yeah, and I don't even know if they have a sign up top of the building. I believe building. it's in the window, and I believe it's on the door. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, I but it's, it was very hard to find. Um and then you trudge up these steps, 20, 20 plus steps up upstairs. It is a lot of steps for sure. I get that. So it's probably not a, I wouldn't think it's a handicap accessible establishment. I wouldn't think unless there's like a scenario in the back. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, I don't, I don't believe it is. So we got seated right in the window up front. Very cool. Like right huge view directly across the street from the courthouse it's very very nice view for yeah sure. it was love that it was one of the best views that we've had um one of the other ones is a uh, lighthouse in cedar lake that was a oh, nice sure. view of all the restaurants on the square in crown point i think umi has the best views you could possibly get specifically yeah. the table we were at oh uh, yeah yeah i agree then um I'm not a fan of um, like kitchens that have white cabinets and that type of thing. To me, it's just like it screams that you don't cook because you're afraid you'll get it messed up. Or you're just you're super meticulous and you clean the hell out of your kitchen. Yeah. So getting to my point here, 
the Sorry. windows. No, no, no. It's totally fine. I usually don't like it. That's my point. So as we're seated at our seat and we're looking down over the Crown Point Square, I notice that the windowsills are painted white. Okay. You know, and they were very white. So me being me, I just had to take my finger and run it along the windowsill. <laughs> and there was not a speck of dust on it. Oh. It made me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a very, everything in there is just, it looks clean. Yeah. So that, well, that was refreshing and nice. Um, refreshing is a good word to describe how it looks even. Yeah. Because they, they pride themselves on using super fresh stuff in their food and it like it looks like that like just from the branding and the color scheme and stuff it just it feels fresh in there yeah um also really loved the uh like there's the sushi chefs up front making the stuff and their coolers are bamboo and it looks really neat i like that a lot yeah i'm gonna uh pick on that a little bit here i noticed as we were going to our table there was condensation on the inside of that, so you couldn't really get a good view of the fish completely. Sure, because, I mean, you have to keep that stuff up there ridiculously cold. Yeah. That's going to be really hard to not have water beating up on it. I get that for yeah. sure. That's so that kind of took away a little of the um, appearance for me. Sure. Um, I also noted that the walls were painted that green and white, and there were like pink accents and uh, modern art on the wall. Sure. It seems to be a genuine theme, that pink, like cherry blossoms. Yeah, there's and, that like super vibrant fuchsia that's like the only color on the menu besides white is this. Yeah. Intense fuchsia, and it's sick. Yeah. I really like it. I'm not sure who did their branding. I have a good idea of who did their branding because they do the branding of every restaurant in town. But uh, it's gorgeous. That brings up another thing. Um, I have a lot to say about this episode. Um, the menus were huge. They're cum- the menus are huge, man. They're, they're cumbersome. I almost feel like it could be f- folded up and like a flip page instead of that huge... Um, a it's one, bigger than 11 by 13, I think, for God's sake. It was pretty huge. But um, a one-page menu is, um, I guess, almost the standard anymore, like pretty much anywhere you go. Anywhere that's like, you know, like a cool, new, trendy type of spot, most of the time they're going to have a big one-page yeah. menu, which yeah. I get. Yeah. This was bigger than big, though. It for was, me, it was insanely huge. I, I, I'll give you that one. Uh, and then I also noted that they had the pink fluorescent lighting. They had light blonde tables mm-hmm. um, with pink chairs. They had a beautiful seven person bar along that west wall. Mm-hmm. I noticed they had three um, draft beers on tap, like. I'm going to say MGD, and it was three that you would know. Um, their bar list or the wine, uh, drink list that we were given really accentuated the Japanese beers and drinks, I thought. Yeah, a lot of, they, a lot of sake stuff, a lot of plum stuff. Like They did really a really good Japanese job focus. with that. They kept the, the culture involved with their menu throughout, and I, it's very respectable. I like that. Yeah. It was there was beautiful beautiful dinner music playing, and I also noted that it it got loud in there a few times when there was crowds. Sure, it was loud in there, but the music wasn't loud. It was just, and it really wasn't when we were there. It wasn't packed. I think it's just the the acoustics of the room. It kind of just like shotguns the sound back and forth, and it just it fills up with yeah. voices, and that's that's I mean, fine. It, it doesn't seat very many people. There weren't very many tables there. Yeah, it's not a huge it's place. A smaller, it's a, yeah, not yeah, a huge place. Smaller I get place. that. So that's all the, the notes that I had. Um, are you ready to go on? Yeah, or that do was you have a really more? thorough aesthetic and first impression segment. For there sure. was a lot to note, I thought. There was. For yeah. a small spot, visually, there's a lot happening. But it's still minimal. Yeah. Really interesting looking place. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Then we move on to server and service. Cool. And we had um, Stephanie. We uh, did. And 
And like I said, um, I'm not a sushi person. I was kind of dreading this episode because I'm like, what am I going to have to say? I, you know, I really don't have input on this. No, kind but of I was. Uh, it was really cool of you to be down to. I'm always to do down this to one. try new things for sure. Because um, I'm a big, I'm a big sushi person, so I was really excited that you were you were up for it. So um, when you excuse yourself, I went to the bathroom. I pulled our waitress over and I said, hey, Stephanie, I don't particularly care for sushi and I really don't like that seaweed paper. What can you recommend for someone who's a non-sushi eater here? Sure. She got this big smile on her face and she says, don't worry. I don't like seaweed paper either. She goes, all of our rolls and uh, sushi you can get with soybean paper. Which is huge. That's so cool. It's huge for me, especially. And I was like, oh, wow, this is not going to be so bad. So, yeah, and she was very accommodating that way. And then when she brought my salad and when we got to our table, there's a nice napkin, a real cloth napkin. That's huge for you. It is, especially when you're going to a place like this. Sure. And folded inside the napkin was a package of chopsticks. Well, I don't use chopsticks. Um, I just don't. I don't want to learn. I, it's not, I don't want to be frustrated. I just want to eat my food. So I sat there and politely I said, may I get a fork? And she goes, oh, okay. I see you're not going to use chopsticks either. <laughs> she was kidding around with me. She had a really good sense of humor. She was I, really great. Yeah. So she brought me a fork for the salad. So she was an excellent server for someone who doesn't like that type of cuisine. And um, I don't know how you felt about it being someone that does enjoy that type. Um, I don't know how to say how I felt about it without sounding like condescending or rude. But there is etiquette to sushi. There is. like It's a, a real thing. And uh, I know you don't care about sushi etiquette in the least. So I just, I went with it and it was fine. Well, here's my thing. If I'm paying for it, I'm going to eat it any way I want. Without looking like an animal, of course. So, and I feel like what I had, it fell apart from being warm. I don't know if you could have picked it up with chopsticks. I I did. You didn't. I I picked it up on my fork and gave it to you. Oh, you're right. That, That is how that happened. Yeah, sorry. And then I also noted under the service that um, she refilled our drinks without asking, which was nice. She didn't say, would you like more to drink? She just picked up the glass, poured it, and set it back down on the table. Mm -hmm. And then cleared the dishes. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. they never piled up. It was nice. She was great. So that's about all that I have to say. I was a big fan of her. Um one of the best services that we've had, for sure. I'll give you that. Every restaurant I've been in the Theo's Dining Group, their front of house staff is always super great, super nice. Um, all the people at Prime are always really cool and friendly and fun. So they do a great job of finding great people for that. Okay. So that's about it. So then we move on to drinks. Yes. And I decided that I was going to just have iced tea. But let me tell you, Larry. Okay. Tell the listeners about my iced tea situation. Um, how much is there to say you love unsweetened iced tea? You drink it like exclusively. Okay. But let's talk about how many times am I given my unsweetened tea and it has no, oh, with no, no ice, ice in and it. You- Lose your mind. Well, I politely, <laughs> I'll ask once. Depends. Sometimes you're not polite about it. If we're at like Panda or Taco Bell, you get nasty with okay. about it. I wasn't going to call someone out, but yes, the Panda in Crown Point is horrible about that. Uh, finally, I said, can I please get a cup of ice and fill it with iced tea? And she's like, we always serve it with ice. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, that's this is this is reality, y'all. <laughs> so I was pleasantly surprised when Stephanie brought me this 
huge glass and it was filled with ice and then they poured the iced tea over it and it had a nice refreshing slice of lemon on top. It was so cold and so delicious. I'm so happy for you. It was beautiful. And you can see the pictures on our Instagram. I'm so happy for you about this iced tea. This is this is so great. That's how iced tea should be served. And I was happy. Great. What kind of drink did you have? Um, I pointed it on the menu because I didn't want to mispronounce a Japanese word in a really cool sushi restaurant because I thought that would be like unreasonably offensive. Also, server's not Japanese. Probably wouldn't have been too upset about it. So I pointed it. I'm like, this one. And, uh... Kashisu, she did say it, and I'm like, I'll remember. I don't know if I'm saying it, but like, right. I believe it's close, yes. Um, but it's uh, it's botanist gin, uh, a black cherry syrup, elderflower, shocking, lemon juice, and hibiscus tea. Um, the hibiscus flavor was strong, but I also love a gin elderflower hibiscus cocktail. It's one of my favorites. It's always super refreshing. It's fun it's a little different um i can't say it's different because i get hibiscus or elderflower or gin cocktails all the time because it's it's my favorite um but this one was exceptionally good and it was exceptionally pretty it didn't look like that dirty dishwater drink no it had a lot more purple well i think that was from the cherry juice it wasn't so opaque um it was a lot of times if you get that like um What's the one we have at work? We have a gin and elderflower cocktail at work, and it is delicious. And it is beautiful. I love the color, but it looks like um, the water that you just washed a bunch of jeans in. Exactly. But uh, And it's cloudy. But that's hard to get away from. I understand. And that's most of the time a drink like that is going to look like that. But uh, this one was great. I loved it. Um. That's the end of that. It was, yeah, it was delicious. I, th- I think that cherry juice gave it that beautiful, deep black cherry color. Yeah. And um, very ginzy for sure. It was, there was heavy, heavy pour in there. Um, but it was, it was very, very delicious. I was very into it. Yeah. Yes. And then we move on to apps. And uh, we did the standard, we just got some edamame. Nothing crazy, which is and just, how is that served? Um, they're steamed and salted, and it's just full pods of soybeans that you pop the beans out of the pod and you eat them. Steamed soybeans and salt in a bowl. That's it. It's like the classic appetizer for sushi, as far as I know, and it's. It was good. It was really good. You had a couple. I ate almost the entire bowl, and I loved it. Yeah, it was shocking you watching you eat those. No, you, you just pop it, pop it, and eat it, and it's, it's yeah. Fun. And then the pod you threw back in the bowl, and I, I threw was it into like, a different bowl. I didn't throw it back into the bowl. Right, but I'm looking at you, and I'm like just inhaling all these, and I'm like I was starving. Uh, to me, I mean, if it's appropriate to have it before sushi that's fine um to there's no flavor to it it's kind of like eggplant for me um i had a few and i i don't dislike it but it's not like i'm gonna waste my few calories on sure i also will say what's their edamame like three bucks or something on their menu i believe it was 350 really really good deal for that it's it's delicious i'm a big fan of it I've had it at a ton of different sushi places. It's really hard to like differ, differentiate. I have such a hard time saying that because I'm stupid. Um, edamame from one place to another because it's steamed salted soybeans. Like, you know, they're yeah. all going to be the same. Yeah. But it, it was good. It was good. Yeah. And then I decided to have the house salad. And the house salad had mixed greens, cucumber, grated carrot, in a ginger dressing, mm-hmm. and it was served in like a, a small soup bowl type thing. And this is where I asked for the fork. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just showing you the picture if you wanted to yeah. elaborate more. I, yeah, that's exactly what I just said. Um, right. It was 
the the grated carrot and the ginger was so delicious, and the bowl and the lettuce were ice cold. It was so refreshing and so delicious. I would get this every stinking time I went there. It is good. Um, that carrot, like those shredded carrots mixed with that ginger dressing, the ginger flavor is heavy, but it is good. And I think dressing, um, that's not the right word for me. It was just enough to hold the grated carrots together. It wasn't like oozing and dressing. I know it's not like a slaw, but it was somewhere between a slaw and a dressing, which I know sounds crazy, but I feel like that's I just feel like dressing means you would think that you got, it was all wet and dripping with sauce and, and stuff, but it wasn't like that. It was just enough to give that shredded carrot some hold yeah totally to it. totally yeah it was really good and i th- almost would say it's big enough to share you know if oh, you definitely. knew you were going to get more stuff later in the evening to share you could share that salad between you and whoever you went with sure and then um a little different way to go forward with our show this week uh we really didn't get an entree or sides, really. They were rolls, That's right? An entree. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm going to say for my entree, I got a baked salmon roll, and it had crab stick, avocado, cucumber, and it was topped with baked salmon, a spicy mayo, eel sauce, and tobiko, which I learned is flying fish roe. Now, it was just a little bit of it that it accentuated the visual appearance of it. Larry, this was one of the best things I think I've ever eaten. Ever? Like um fish wise. Okay. It was it was warm and melty and delicious and satisfying. I got done with my eight well, I did share one with you, but I got done with my eight pieces and I said, you know what? I could really go for another one of those and eat a whole nother one. You absolutely could have. It was good. And, of course, all that is rolled in that white sticky rice. Yeah, sushi rice, regular, traditional. Yeah. And uh, thanks to Stephanie, I didn't have the seaweed paper. I went with the soybean paper, and it was delicious. Which is huge for me because now I know we can have sushi more. As long as the sushi place offers that. And we'll, I'll make sure that they do next time because... Yeah. Uh, I would love to do a different sushi place on this show sometime soon because I love sushi. So then I got a second one that was kind of a side. Um, It was a sweet potato vegetarian roll. And that one was steamed sweet potato with cream cheese. And it was served with a caramel sauce on top and like Rice Krispies in that rice. It was so good. I don't even know... I don't even know what to, whether to say it was a vegetable or a dessert. It was its own thing, and it's hard to explain because it's it's but, sweet, but it's not sweet enough to be a dessert, but it's not like savory or umami enough to be an entree. It was just really different and cool and good. I really enjoyed it. It was very, very good. Good. And what did you have? I had um, a dragon roll, which uh, is... One of my staples, because it's a really standard, you can get it at pretty much any sushi place you go to, but it's, uh, what's it got? Crab stick, avocado, cucumber, rolled up with sushi rice and seaweed paper, and it's topped with eel, more avocado, and eel sauce. And So it's pretty much exactly what I had without the baked salmon, it sounds like. Yeah, it, yeah, pretty close to that. Yeah, And then my other roll I got was a volcano roll, which is crab stick, cucumber, avocado, and that's topped with spicy crab and baked fish, spicy mayo, green onion, and eel sauce. Yeah, and uh, I appreciated you gave me a little taste of the baked fish, and that was good, too. Yes, it was quite good. Yeah. Um, both of them are really common at most sushi restaurants you could go to. Uh, I... They were pretty. They were delicious. 
I have nothing negative to say about either. They were both very, very good. Yeah. And they were presented on those plates, the black like mm-hmm. triangle plates mm-hmm. or, or the white platters. They were very pretty. And yes. Agreed. Stunning. Um, then we move on to dessert. And I was kind of disappointed because they're... Menu didn't have any desserts listed. I'm like, gosh, darn, what are we going to do for this section of the show? Then she asked, because you guys doing dessert? I'm like, shit, I didn't know you had it. Tell us what you got. We got mochi. (laughs) Both kinds that they offer. Mochi ice cream. And uh, we had to look up mochi is a Japanese rice dough paste that's molded into desired shapes. And they molded this around ice cream Mm -hmm. so the first one we got was coconut Mm -hmm. and delicious it was delicious so the outside was the coconut had the vanilla ice cream inside Mm -hmm. and when we got this the bartender came running over to us and she said if you're having the mochi let it sit and let it get to room temperature before you eat it because then the outside gets soft and pillowy well, you came back and started di- diving into it, and then it looked so pretty. And it was Stephanie coconut, went it was caramel. And, I had to eat yeah, it, man. She went and cut it, so I don't think we got that full effect of the soft pillowy like the bartender was letting us know. But it was enjoyable. Again, it's something that I would have when I was out at a Japanese restaurant because it's Japanese. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I think I would go to. Like she was showing us Costco carries it. Like I wouldn't go to Costco and get, get it. I absolutely would. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, we ate the coconut one and it was delicious. Um, you and I both like coconut. It Love seems like, coconut. yeah, some people either do or they don't. So Yeah. And it's these, one of those things. There's no one that, that's in like a middle ground of coconut. Like coconut's yeah, fine. You either yeah, love it or you hate exactly. it. Exactly. And I love it. And I forgot to mention that these balls, these um, mochi balls, were sitting on top of a drizzle of chocolate and a drizzle of caramel. Very pretty. Yeah, it was very pretty. Simple, so, but very pretty. So we got done, and then Stephanie came by, and she goes, I want to try the chocolate. And so we said, well... We will too. So we had both of them. <laughs> yeah, we had, we did. And it was a chocolate mochi surrounded chocolate ice cream. And they're only five bucks for that. I don't think it was. I think it was more than that. That's what they, they said it was five bucks. Yeah, I think it was more than that. Um, they were good. Yeah, they, totally. Yeah. It almost reminded me of like a milk chocolate mounds when you got the two together sure. the coconut and the chocolate i love those yeah it was good i'm glad i tried it learn you eat it again learn something new like i said yes i would try it at a oh, japanese restaurant say that. Yeah, but it's right. not something i go and seek to take home okay so then we move on to presentation and all high marks for me on presentation. Nothing negative to say about everything was presented beautifully. And- it was stunning and beautiful. Um, sushi making is definitely an art. Absolutely. It's very complex and really delicate. Very delicate. A lot of intricacy goes into it. But also, it's so simple looking. But there's so much going on. Yeah. It's very wild. I'm not a very artsy person, but I did appreciate this. Cool. I guess maybe I appreciate food art. Yeah, you do. Um, All food is art, so and you like it. Yeah. It was just a beautiful presentation of their food. I get that for sure. So this is the part of the show where we take a little break, yep. regroup, and uh, we'll come back and go to the scoring section of our show. The scoring section. We'll see you on the flip side. And we are back. Back with the Tasty 219 crew. Um, Since our, uh, what's the word you use today for drink? Livation. Since our livation this week was a, a corkscrew-based situation, I'm going to do a can sound with this, so we have one. It's just a, it's just a truly, it's not fancy. <laughs> but anyway, 
What's up? What are we doing? We are going out to the scoring section for Umi Sushi and Lounge in Crown Point, Indiana. Yes. Our first score is always for ambiance, setting, and mood. And I have quite a bit to say. Um, I thought the greeting from the host and hostess stand was a bit cold and uninviting when we walked in. Uh, I, I thought they could be more welcoming, especially after you trudged up 20 stair steps to, <laughs> to the restaurant. Okay. Um, we had a beautiful view overlooking the Crown Point Square. Yes. It's hidden above Prime Steakhouse. Uh, it had great dinner music. It could get louder as it filled in with more customers. And for me, the ambiance setting a mood is a four out of five. I didn't notice the um, the greeting scenario because we walked in. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm like, I have a table. I'm like a little early. And like, that's cool. You want to sit? And I'm like, yeah. And that's kind of that was the whole exchange. I didn't notice anything. So it was fine. Um, I love the color palettes of everything. I love the aesthetic. I love all of it. I love the wide open end where you can see over the square and the courthouse. I thought it was beautiful and perfect, and I'm giving that a five. Great. And then we move on to value. Um, sushi isn't particularly cheap, really. It's um, I guess it could be, but if it's if you're eating cheap sushi, it's probably not good. But that's that goes without saying. Whatever. Um. For the quality of the sushi and the um, the regard you can hold their sushi chefs in, super high. Um, I don't think it's overpriced whatsoever for what you're getting. Um, everything is great. I think uh, to the, I guess, the normal diner, if you will, um, they'll probably think it's expensive and strange because it's just not something they're used to so i'm gonna go four and a half okay i noted that the value is probably high for sushi connoisseurs for sure um i'll note here that the bill is probably in the middle of places that we've been to totally we've definitely had higher bills and, oh, for sure. And we've had lower bills, but yeah, it, also for sure. I think it's pretty much in the middle. Like you said, I could see first timers and your average diner coming away from here hungry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we by no means had anything to take home with us. Um. Sushi's not a thing you can really do that with. You got to eat it right then. Well, I'm just saying. You know, yeah, that, I, I get it. I get it. When you think of value, sometimes you think you have some leftovers for another meal. How often do we have something to take home? Like probably fifty fifty. It's it's a, it's a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, but not this case. Yeah. So I went with a four on value. Cool. That's solid. Like I appreciated it a lot, and I know you as a sushi person appreciated it. But like you said, your average average diner who's just trying it out might not think the value's there and they might have left here hungry. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So we move on to service. Uh and I definitely give them a five. Uh our server Stephanie was excellent, very pleasant, had a great sense of humor. Uh Good person to have serve a non-sushi eating customer like myself. Totally. Uh, the drinks were kept full and the dishes were taken away properly. I was completely happy. I had, uh, I had, I have nothing negative to say about that at all. Yeah, she was great. She was fun. She did a great job. It was perfect. She was one of the better servers we've had on this whole four seasons of this show. Right for sure. I agree. So, yeah, um, for that, I'll go five as well. And then we move on to presentation. Okay. So that's you. What oh, is that me? I can go. Um, the food you eat here is definitely a work of art. 
Everything was beautiful. I loved the drizzles and the squiggles of the sauce on the sushi and the chocolate and caramel on the dessert. Um, I loved the little touches of the raw eggs. And um, yeah, I I just loved looking at everything. It almost was a shame to eat it, some some of the pieces. No, I absolutely get that because you're looking like, I don't want this to come apart. Look at how beautiful that is. Yeah, and those Rice Krispies on top of that. Uh, sweet potato were roll. Were they Rice Krispies, actually? Clothes. I don't know what they no, were. Probably they were more, a name. They were more circle. We'll call them Crunchos, because that's a thing between you and I. Crunchos. It they has Crunchos, crunchos on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, Crunchos are Fierro... Fierro Rocher. Those are Crunchos. Yeah. That's my favorite thing of life, Yeah, is Crunchos. So I get presentation of five. I absolutely do, too. For sure. There's no way around it. I can't say anything negative. Um, I also love that the amount of wasabi and ginger they give to you, which is you have that with sushi, they don't give you this ridiculous amount that you're never going to use. And I, I really appreciate that. And it's pretty on the plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the biggie quality and taste. And this is out of 10. Out of 10. And you're up first. 10. I'm giving them a 10. Um, there is a, a decent amount of sushi restaurants in Northwest Indiana. I remember the first time I had gone to Umi, uh, it was, oh, shoot, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. And I had just moved back from Chicago to Northwest Indiana. So I was super used to being around amazing sushi restaurants all the time because Chicago's filled with amazing sushi restaurants. Every corner, there's one. Um, So I went there. And at the time, I'm like, it's Northwest Indiana. How good can this possibly be? And I was blown away. I'm like, what? Why is this here? What, what are you doing? Have you had any sushi? I, I don't recall when we went to Kataro. I did have sushi at Kataro when we went with Mikey. Was it good there? Yes, it's yeah. very good there. Yeah. Yes. I, and and seems like you know I I've been out with you and you've had sushi before. I don't really recall you ever saying that anybody's has been bad. I am. I just love sushi. Yeah, I love, I'll, I'll eat sushi at BC Osaka for real. Um, do you do you um, ever get it from Strax because they have a beautiful? Yo, I want to talk about this for real. Every Strax, I would say, in the last handful of years, has opened a sushi counter, and there is an actual sushi chef there, um, making all day and packing. All day. So when you go and grab it, it's probably been sitting in that package for not a super long time. And the quality of the Strax sushi is bonkers. Because, I mean, it's a grocery store. It's a little Midwestern grocery store. I shouldn't say it's little. All the Strax are huge, and there's a ton of them. But the Strax sushi scenario is fantastic. And if you're not a sushi person and you want to maybe dabble and be interested, that is a wonderful place to start. Go to Strax, get a package of the sushi. Um, there's a little breakdown on the the label of what what's in there. Um, it's awesome. This segment of Tasty Two and I brought to you by Strack and Van Tills, your Indiana grocer. <laughs> hey Strax, if you want to sponsor us in any regard, or maybe just like give me give me a a pack of sushi, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> uh, I um, just I just felt like throwing that in no, it for fun. fun. Um. So I just derailed a bit, but that's fine. Uh, the Strax Sushi, very sick. Also, Meyer Sushi, pretty solid too. Um, but that's neither here nor there. What category are we on? Quality and taste, and you so gave them I a gave 10. I gave them a 10. Um, oh, I was talking about how I was so blown away by the fact that it's in Northwest Indiana. Um, and I'm still kind of, well, not really anymore because Northwest Indiana has really come up in so many ways with just cool stuff to do and culture and good food and it's wild. Um, but yeah, 10 great sushi, great atmosphere, great branding, great drinks, 10 perfect score in that regard. Um, I give quality and taste at Umi and sushi a nine. Everything was super, super fresh. Um, Swapping out that seaweed paper for the soybean paper made all the difference in the world. Uh, Especially for you, yeah. That's to me. So and, exciting. And made this a much better sushi experience than I've ever had. Um, everything was so fresh and 
uh, yeah, I enjoyed it all. Um, I definitely go back. Uh, look forward to running in there from a three to a five spot and having a half price roll someday. Um, it's four seventeen, man. <laughs> if, if you're if you're up for it, I'm, I'm, I got nothing to do after this, and I'm kind of hungry. So if you want to go to Umi, <laughs> so my total points for Umi Sushi Lounge is twenty seven, and when I divide by six, it's a score of four point five. I got a twenty nine point five, which is damn near perfect. And when I divide that by six, it gives me a four point nine, which is. Almost a five. Very good. Um, Very good scores from both of us. Great score. From a sushi person and a non-sushi person, there's something for everyone at Umi. And if you spend 50 bucks and you show them the local 219 ad, you spend 40 bucks or whatever the yeah the $10 yeah. off your bill would be. Yeah. So keep listening to those clips at the beginning of our show. Take advantage of some of those good deals. Um. I have nothing for this week. I got nothing either, man. No, it's kind of nice to have get back into a regular swing. Yeah, this isn't a coverage of a contest we were judging or us <laughs> sampling mead at a meadery. It's just a normal uh, sitting down at a restaurant, the traditional format. Like you said, too bad the weather today wasn't last right, week for it them. Is gorgeous out. At time of recording, it is what Sunday the eighteenth, and it is absolutely beautiful outside. And last week it was. Rainy and crappy and gray, but we were outside all day. Yeah. So um, keep on sending in your ideas for coffee spots in the 219 and also bar food in the 219. Yes. I know I have another one to put up there. I'm going to have to scroll back and look where that was. Sure, sure. But yeah, we have a running board. Please email us. Reach out on our socials. Um, go to our merch store. Yeah, there are the the Brioche and Aioli like asshole shirt is uh the highest selling thing we've ever put in our merch store, and yeah. I, I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the one looks kind of like a Cards from Humanity type shirt. Oh, the bacon one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's some good stuff, and like we said, if there's something you want to see, shoot us an email. Larry can yeah, whip I'll, you up a design. I'll put it together and throw it in there, and you can you can have it. Yeah, yeah. He he has done that for my son Jonathan with the creme brulee hoodies, and, and a lot of people bought that. Yeah, I think two or three. So yeah, uh, thank you for listening to the Tasty Two One Nine podcast. Have a great week, and we look forward to you next time. All right, see y'all.